Hey everybody, Sinon here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like Spider-Man. With great responsibility comes, wait, wait, no, I messed up. With great power <laughs> comes endless talking. Uh, I messed up, but that's fine. We're going to keep going. Today on the show, we are talking about this damn burger that messed me up. <laughs> and um, specifically how it screwed up my circadian rhythm. I, I'm, I sound like I'm blaming the burger. I made the choice to eat the burger, so I screwed up, essentially, and put my circadian rhythm into uh, a, a spiral and now I'm suffering for it and I am going through my dysthymia uh, phase and um, looking forward to mania because I'm going to get some stuff done. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I talk a little bit about um, managing that circadian rhythm, talking about cognitive behavior, behavioral therapy a little bit and um, all the ways that I'm trying to be aware of my like bodily triggers and, uh, you know, where I've been at lately and uh, more appreciation and gratitude for being alive. So we're going to talk about all of that, this damn burger today on dopamine. Let's go. Okay. Hey everyone, C-Note here. Hope you guys are doing okay. Um, oh, that was a lot of energy to exert. <laughs> I've been using more energy than usual, and I think this episode is going to be a little bit lower. I apologize in advance, but I'm certainly hitting the lower end of my cycle and um, getting into a dysthymic place. And I'm also a little bit physically sick. And it's all because of a goddamn burger. <laughs> Let me explain. So I have cyclothymia, which is a low-grade bipolar disorder, and what that essentially means is that bipolar 1 and bipolar 2 exist within the realm of mania and major depression, meaning those are types of depression that make life very difficult, meaning you typically have an episode or you end up in the hospital or something to that effect. You spend all of your money in mania, you commit promiscuous acts and, um, you know, uh, get into alcohol issues, things like that. And it affects your life on a visceral level pretty consistently. Those are sort of the mania and major depressive aspects. For me, I have cyclothymia, which is a low-grade version of those. So I fall under hypomania and dysthymia, which is sort of in the middle of both of those. And the persistence is is dysthymia for the most part. Dysthymia is a persistent low-grade depression, which the frustrating part of it is, well, twofold, that it is a lifelong thing. So this is something I have to deal with for the rest of my life. And I try not to think about that because it's very depressing to think about, <laughs> ironically. And the other side of it is that dysthymia is, is quite persistent, that even if you don't necessarily... Um, you know, dysthymia could last for a very long time and uh, before you go into the other aspects of your cycle, right? And that's the name cyclothymia. It's a cycle, right? And the thing is, like, the triggers for it are typically unpredictable, unless you know yourself well enough to know what triggers you have. <clears throat> and um, there are certain types of therapy that help with the regulation of your moods and those situations. For me, um, 
some of those are like cognitive behavioral therapy, um, working with a therapist, talking through stuff with a therapist, and essentially doing a lot of uh, deductive discussion about where your triggers are and sort of self-identifying or identifying with a therapist, like what's going on. <clears throat> and um, I apologize in advance also because my throat is is struggling because of my sickness today. So, um, But I have to put this out. I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> so this is the time that I get to do this. So um, I've been working through with myself cognitive behavioral therapy whenever I can. The show is kind of a version of that, sort of working through and talking through my emotional state, uh, regardless of who it affects, essentially, and being as honest as I can about that. And then there are other forms of therapy, but the one that I've been working on lately is um, uh, circadian rhythm. And I forget, I forget what the actual um, therapy is called, but it's essentially getting your circadian rhythm into a good place. So you know, making sure you're you're eating and essentially getting up and going to sleep at around the same time. Like your body is getting into a rhythm, so it's not thrown out of any kind of uh, into any kind of chaos. And your your body can get into sort of its uh, its chemical rhythms, as it were. And it's actually been pretty good for me. I, I went about honestly, I feel like I've gone about two months without feeling this, and it's been really good. Um, to do that. And this damn burger threw me off. <laughs> so problem is like, you know, Molly being her sweet, sweet self brought me this delicious burger, which was so good. Um, and it was pretty late at night. It was probably around 10 o'clock and I usually go to bed around 10 o'clock, 10 or 11, uh, these days. And so I can wake up around five forty-five or six thirty, depending on what day it is. And, I made the mistake of being so excited about this burger that I chomped it down before bed. And to to maintain a good circadian rhythm is to is is also to include your meals in that and making sure that you're eating meals at the same time uh, around the same time every day um and listening to your your sort of physical state and when you're hungry to sort of satiate that. And um part of what happened essentially is that I ate the burger too late because it's a good idea to not eat anything maybe two or three hours before bed so you can get to sleep a little bit easier. And I just chomped crazy red meat down <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night and I was laying in bed like I was I was having like heat flashes and I was tossing and turning and uh, my brain was going a million miles an hour. And it almost felt like, I don't know if you're familiar with Ant-Man and the Wasp, but that character Ghost, when Ghost is kind of phasing in and out of reality that's kind of how my brain felt. My brain felt like it was melting and jumping in all sorts of different directions and I couldn't control what it was doing and where it was going and what I was thinking about. And it just went and went and went. And I was so obsessed with my current state of living, which is, you know, trying to figure out the math of like doing Uber and Lyft and, um, there someone, I don't know who, cause I have credit cards and, um, and child support, uh, but someone is garnishing my wages from Uber, and I don't know who it is. <laughs> but uh, from what I've researched, uh, you know, twenty five percent of that comes out. Twenty five percent of what I make comes out of that. So uh, towards the garnishment. So I need to figure out who that is first of all. And I got obsessed about doing the math of figuring out how to balance it, right? Because if I'm trying to make a hundred dollars a day, I need to, if I, if it's all with Uber and someone's taking 25% out, that means I only get 75 bucks. So I need to make $25 on Lyft so I can cash that out and make sure I'm actually balancing out correctly. Right? 
so that's the challenge and making sure that uh, I'm, I'm following that, um, that math. So I can continue living and eating and doing all this stuff, right? So I just kind of went down this rabbit hole mentally of trying to figure all this out. And I was up until maybe two or three o'clock in the morning and we wake up at 545 every day so that we can take Molly to work and then I can do Uber for five hours before I pick her up from work. And it really, really, really threw me off. It totally screwed me up to have only two or three hours of sleep. And um, it really, you know, the thing is with my cycle is that it takes a little bit for it to kick in. So it just, it really kicked in today. Like the last few days, it feels like it's been coming. And then today it's just like, I'm really struggling. I'm pushing. I'm, (laughs) you know, um, having a hard time figuring out how to speak and what to speak about accessing my emotions. Um, you know, there's always suicidal ideation that comes up, but it's always a moment of like, I'm still breathing. I'm here. I'm good. This is not going to feel this way forever. You know, we go through a cycle. This is, this is just another one. Right. And we go through it and it's, it can be really hard, especially when, you know, Molly and I are talking about relationship things and life things and, uh, it's really hard to feel like you have the space for it when everything in your head is chaos also. Right. So there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot that, you know, we're, we're challenged by when it comes to like finances and our own mental health situations between each other and relationship things. Cause you know, we're always working through stuff. We're, we're not this perfect picture of, of a relationship. Um, you know, there's always stuff being talked about. And I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's amazing how much support she still gives me you know, um, through it all. And I'm grateful to her for that. So this damn burger screwed me up. And, (laughs) um, you know, I've also been playing with the idea of like wondering if CBD oil has been the problem too, because well, two things, two, two other things have changed. It's the CBD oil has been introduced into my life and it's actually been really good for like social anxiety and really good for calming down at the end of the night. And something I might do towards the end of the night as things are winding down. And, uh, but it's also been leaving me with like dry mouth. And I, I wonder, I haven't done a lot of research on it, but I'm wondering if it has any effects on my immune system because two times after I've taken it, I've gotten sick the next day. Right. And not as a direct result of it, it feels like a regular like flu or something. And I'm just wondering if there's anything involving the immune system that, you know, there's a, there's a connection with. And, um, the other change is that it's been pretty dry here, dry winter. So I've been having a hard time breathing at night and I'm definitely like snoring <laughs> really loud. And Molly's like kicking me in the middle of sleep, middle, middle of the night to uh, snap out of it. Um, and I, I feel consistently dehydrated. So, you know, there, there are things that, um, a couple little things that I'm consistently aware of and anything that essentially affects my metabolic, anything that's going on with like my body, my chemistry, anything that's going to change my rhythm is something that I need to be aware of. I think about that with caffeine a lot too. Um, my caffeine consumption can throw things off as well and sugar as well. So I'm trying to change, uh, some of those things and, and how that affects me. I've had stuff with like potatoes sometimes, you know, and I, I want to do another episode in the future. I want to get like an expert on here that knows more about food. I've been thinking about that for a long time. It can really speak to how different foods affect the body in a, like a scientific kind of way. Uh, Cause I don't really know for sure, but I know that I listen to my body and 
try to be aware of, of when those things are being affected, when, you know, life's being affected by it. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's really all I wanted to talk about today. This is going to be a short episode because I just need to move on. I need, <laughs> I'm really tired and the kids are coming over and uh, there's going to be a lot of chaos here for a few hours. And uh, I'm definitely taking tonight to just like tune everything out and try to just relax and rest. I need to see if there's any DayQuil around here. So um, let me know if you're someone who's also dealing with cyclothymia or any kind of mood disorder. And I'd be curious to know what triggers you have, right? Because sometimes there are emotional triggers. Sometimes there are physiological triggers. I've been really in tune with my physiological triggers. In my emotional triggers, I've been working more on trying to be open about my emotions. And that really helps me navigate that a little bit better. Like the emotional regulation aspect of it has been really helpful, again, with a partner like Molly, who's like willing to listen to everything and work with me. Um you know, she's been really incredible for being able to do that. So I haven't really consistently had that kind of support in my life. So I'm endlessly appreciative for, of, of her and for her and all that stuff. Um, I do want to get to actual therapy because this podcast and just talking to her, it's like not her responsibility. It's not you, the listener's responsibility to deal with my stuff. Um, and it's certainly my responsibility, but, uh, working with a therapist can, can be, can unlock things that you might not know existed. So you know, I know there are a lot of people who are averse to therapy. Uh, they tried it once or twice and they're just like, oh, they just tried to feed me pills. There are therapists out there that will not feed you pills. First of all, you have to say that you don't want that. Like that's on you. <laughs> you have to make sure that you're aware of that and um, that they're aware of that and that you want to do a cognitive behavioral therapy or something like that. Right. So, and, and it's like, it's like going on dates. You have to find the right person that gels with you. Right. So that's, that's really where that is. So yeah, I'm going to wrap up so I can chill for a little bit, but, uh, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening to the show and supporting it as always. It is amazing to have you here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you can subscribe to the show at dopamine.life. You can also leave a voice message at anchor.fm slash dopamine and, uh, leave a rating and review on iTunes. That would be spectacular. You can also check out my brand blaster course at bit.ly slash brand blaster. And also just click around my website there. There are other courses I'm working on separating the personal development courses uh, to Teachable and keeping all of my media courses on Thinkific, and I'm going to separate those things eventually, (laughs) and I'll let you guys know what's going on there. There's another summit coming up as well that I did an interview for that uh, I think is at the end of March, so I'll keep you guys posted on when tickets go on sale for that, when you can catch that. Um, We're talking all about Myers-Briggs and personal development and mental health on that. And there's so many, it's like a millennial thing. (laughs) I forget what it's actually called millennial something summit. Um, so, you know, it's a great place to get to, to get started on business and mental health and mindset and all that stuff. So I'll let you know more about that when that comes. Uh, so that's it. I appreciate you guys. C note here. Thank you so much for, for being here. I appreciate you guys. Take care of yourself and each other and I'll catch you next time on dopamine. See ya. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.